Welcome to this week's reading of Likute Mohoran. And this week, I'll be reading Lesson 4 from Volume 1. But first, I will read the first uh, part of the first footnote on this lesson. Likute Mohoran, number 4. This lesson was given on Shavuot 5561, May 17th, 1801, at Zlatopodia, until the Mashiach, page 65. The text is Lashan Rabbanu of Blessed Memory, CN of First Note to Lesson 2, where this terminology has been explained. The main themes of the lesson are recognizing God in all circumstances, confession in the presence of the Zadik, humility, especially that of the Zadik, and the three steps in attachment to the Zedekim. Anoki Adonai Eloheka, I am God your Lord, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim, Egypt, from the house of slavery. When a person knows that everything that happens to him is for his benefit, this perception is a foretaste of the world to come. As King David said, when he, Hashem, will praise his word, when he is Elohim, I will praise his word. Psalm fifty-six, eleven. And this perception is a foretaste of the world to come, as our sages taught, on that day God shall be one and his name one, Zechariah 14.9. They asked, Is he now not one? And our sages answered, At present the blessing, who is good and beneficent, is recited over good, whereas the truthful judge is recited over bad. But in the future, it will be entirely who is good and beneficent. Pesachim 50a. The holy name Hashem and the holy name Elohim will be totally one. 2. Now it is impossible for a person to grasp this perception except when he uplifts Malkut de Kedushah, kingdom of holiness, from his exile among the nations. For presently, Malkut and rule are in the hands of the nations. This is the reason they rule over us with the power of Malkut they possess. They nurse from the aspect of Malkut, which is called Elohim. As is written, Psalm 74.12, Elohim is my king from long ago. But when a person raises Malkut from among the nations, it is the fulfillment of the verse, Psalm 47.8, for Elohim is king of all the earth. 3. Yet it is impossible to return the kingdom to the Holy One except by means of spoken confession in the presence of a Talmud Kakam, Torah scholar. Through this, one rectifies the aspect of Malkut and raises it to its source. Take Devarim words with you and return to Hashem, God. Hosea 14.3 This is the meaning of take Devarim with you, i.e. spoken confession. 
This is the aspect of Malkut as in one Dabor, spokesman, to a generation, Sanhedrin 8a. Dabor connotes Malkut and ruler and return to Hashem so that they rectify and elevate the aspect of Devarim, Malkut, Elohim to the level of Hashem. As mentioned above, when he is Hashem, I will praise his word. When he is Elohim, I will praise his word. This is to know that everything that happens to him is all for his good, and to recite the blessing who is good and beneficent over everything. For Knowing all this is called complete awareness, for the essence of awareness is the union of kasadim, benevolences, and gevurot, severities. This is called da'at. In other words, he does not differentiate between loving kindness and judgment, but blesses, who is good and beneficent over everything, this is called Hashem is one and his name is one. As our sages taught, in the future there will be total oneness and it will be entirely who is good and beneficent. This is Hashem is Echad, one, and his name is Echad. His name corresponds to Elohim Malkut, as is written Second Samuel 8.13. David made a name for himself, he being Malkut. Echad has the same numerical value as Ahava, love. Therefore, whether it be Hashem, which is compassion, or whether it be his name, which corresponds to Elohim, judgment, all is for your benefit, and a result of the love which the Holy One has for you, as it is written, for those whom God loves, he rebukes. Proverbs 3.12 And of all the families of the earth, I knew only you, Israel. That is why I will punish you for all your iniquities. Amos 3.2 5. Any person's iniquities are on his bones, as is written Ezekiel 32.27 And their iniquities will be etched upon their bones, each sin has its own combination of letters. When a person commits a particular sin, a negative letter combination is etched upon his bones. This brings the spoken aspect of the prohibition which he has transgressed into the realm of impurity. In other words, he brings the aspect of Malkut, Dabor, among the nations, giving them the power to rule. For example... If he transgressed the utterance of the prohibition, you shall have no other gods besides me, Exodus 23, then he destroys the utterance's positive letter combination and forms a negative letter combination. This letter combination is etched upon his bones. In fulfillment of, it is your iniquities that have turned away these things, Jeremiah 5.25, and it is written, Evil is the death blow of the wicked, Psalm 34, 22. 
By means of spoken confession, however, the letters disappear from the bones into which they have been etched and are transformed into the words of confession. For speech emanates from one's bones. As is written, Psalms 35.10, All my bones will say, He tears down the negative structure and combination, and from the letters builds Malkut de Kirushah. This is what the sages said. During the time the Israelites traveled in the desert, Yehuda's bones rolled about in his coffin until Moshe said, Deuteronomy 33.7, Hear, O God, the voice of Yehuda, Sota 7b. Moshe requested that the Holy One remember for Yehuda's sake the confession he had made. And this is just what happened, that it was specifically his bones rolled about, as is written, and their iniquities will be etched upon their bones. By means of the confession, they were rectified, and each one went into its place. And Yehuda corresponds to Malkut, an illusion that the aspect of Malkut is rectified through spoken confession. This was accomplished with the aid of Moshe, who recalled the confession, for it is necessary that the confession take place in the presence of a Talmud Kacham. And every Torah scholar is an aspect of Moshe. As the Talmud states, Moshe, you said it well, Shabbat 101b. By Moshe's mentioning the confession, it was considered as if Yehuda had now confessed, literally in his presence. This caused the aspect of Malkut to be rectified and the negative letter combination which had been etched upon Yehuda's bones to be torn down. 6. This is the aspect of returning Malkut to its source. For the source of Malkut is fire, as our sages taught. Why did Nevat err? Because he saw fire escape from his member, Sanhedrin 101b. And the Torah is called fire, because it is from there that Malkut originates, as it is written, Jeremiah 23.29, Behold, my word is like fire, and Proverbs 8.15, Through me kings rule, and the essence of Torah is... Torah scholar, as our sages taught, Makot 22b, how foolish are those who stand up before a Torah scroll and yet do not stand before a rabbinical scholar. That is, every Devar thing that has that was used in fire must go through fire to be purged. Numbers 31.23 Devar corresponds to Malkut, which has been sunk into the realm of impurity due to the heat of the evil inclination, as in the fire of Amram, Kiddushin 81a, must go through the fire. Its rectification is by means of fire, i.e., spoken confession before a Talmud Kakam. And this is the co- connotation of Avayira, transgression, the Avera, letter combination, Over, crosses within his bones from Aver to Aver, side to side. The word mitzvah, however, connotes joining together. When a person performs bundles of commandments, he binds together the shattered fragments of his bones, as is written, Psalm 34, 21, 
God safeguards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. 7. The king's wrath is a messenger of death, but a wise man can pacify it. Proverbs 16.14 And this is the explanation of the verse, The king's wrath is a messenger of death, for the wrath of the Holy One is on account of Malkut, that has been demeaned among the nations. But a wise man can pacify it, i.e. the aspect of Talmud Kacham, Moshe, who will atone for the sinner. As it is written, Micah 7.18, The Lord forgives the transgression for the remnant of his inheritance for the sake of the one who considers himself as remnants. Rosh Hashanah 17a. We find then that when he comes before a Torah scholar and expresses all his letter combinations in a Talmud Kacham's presence, the Torah scholar is an aspect of Moshe, Mashiach, who consider himself as remnants. As is written, Numbers 12.3, the man Moshe, however, was very humble. This is the reason he is called a wise man. As is written, Job thirty, uh, excuse me, Job twenty-eight, twelve. Wisdom comes from ayin, nothingness. Through this, the wise man has the power to appease, as is written. But a wise man can pacify it. This is why, when Moshe prayed that the sin of the golden calf be pardoned, he said, Exodus thirty-two, thirty-two, If you would forgive their sin. But if not, please blot me out from the book that you have written. It is impossible for a person not to feel some pride when he hears himself being praised. All the more so when a great king praises and lauds the person, then it is certainly impossible that he would not be moved to some feelings of self-importance. However, this necessitates the negation of all one's emotions and corporeality then a person can hear himself being praised and not come to any pride. This was the case with Moshe Rabbeinu, who saw it written in the Torah. God spoke to Moshe, and God said to Moshe, Each day the Jewish people read in the Torah God's praise of Moshe. What's more, he himself related his praise to them. Yet Moshe had no feelings of haughtiness or pride from, from this. As is written, the man Moshe, however, was very humble, and certainly by means of his humility, Moshe had the power to atone for the sin of the golden calf, as is written, but a wise man can pacify it. This was Moshe's argument. But if not, i.e., if you do not forgive their sin, you are demonstrating that I do not possess the humility needed to atone for the sin of the golden calf, this is why I requested, please blot me out, so as not to be tripped up by pride. For I constantly see and hear the recounting of my name and praise in the Torah. Who can stand up to this, hearing his praise recounted, and not become haughty, if not a very humble person? And if I am humble, you must pardon their sin, as is written, the Lord forgives the transgression for the remnant. That This is Deuteronomy 33.5. There was a Melech king in 
Yeshurun, indicating that Malkut had risen to its source. As it is written, Psalm 37.11, But the humble will inherit the earth. As Dina di Malkuta, the law of the government, as is written, Job 20.27, Earth rises up against him. 8. This is the meaning of what the sages said. It is comparable to someone who was walking along a path in the utter darkness of night. He was afraid of the thorns and the ditches, of wild beasts and bandits, not knowing which path he was on, when he happened upon a lit torch. He was saved from the thorns and the ditches, but he was still afraid of wild beasts and bandits. Not knowing which path he was on, when dawn broke, he was saved from the wild beasts and bandits, yet still did not know which path he was on. When he came to a crossroads, he was saved from all of them. What is this crossroads? Rabbi Kista said, It is a Talmi Kakam and the day of death. Sota 21a. It is known that all evil character traits and their derivatives stem from the four yesodot, fun- uh, fundamental elements the four humors. As is brought in uh, Mishnah Kasadim, melancholy and its derivatives stem from the mineral life form. Evil passions and their derivatives stem from vegetable life form. Idle chatter and its derivatives stem from the animal life form. Pride and its derivatives stem from the human life form. Anyone who would take the path of God must break all of the vices and talk about all of his traits, in the presence of a Talmud Kakam, i.e., spoken confession. The Torah scholar will then define and clarify a path in line with the root of his soul. Now there are three steps in attachment to the Zedekim. Through these three steps, everything is rectified. The three steps are as follows. The first step entails seeing the Zadik, as in Isaiah 30.20, your eyes will see your teacher. This step negates the vices that stem from the two yesodot, mineral and vegetable, namely melancholy with its derivatives, and evil passions. For the Zadik of the generation is called mother, because he nurses the Jewish people with the light of his Torah. And the Torah is called milk, as it is written, Song of Songs 4.11, Honey and milk under your tongue. We have empirical validation for this. Even when a child is sad or lethargic, if he sees his mother, he very quickly stirs toward her, i.e. toward his source. We also see clearly that when a child is absorbed in his own nonsense, even though he has great desire for this, he sees his mother, he throws away all of his desires and draws close to her. We find then that the vices stemming from the two yesodot, mineral and vegetable, are negated by gazing at the countenance of the Zadik. This is, he was afraid of the thorns, the aspect of the vegetable life form, and the ditches, the aspect of the mineral life form. When he happened upon a lit torch, this is a Talmi Kakam who glows with the light of the Torah. Through him he is saved from the vices that stem from two yesodot, mineral and vegetable, then he is saved from the thorns and ditches.
The second step is charity. One gives to a Talmud Kakam, who embodies a number of souls. Through this, he is saved from the vices that stem from the two yesodot, animal and human. The aspects of wild beasts and bandits, which are idle chatter and pride, and their derivatives. This is because idle chatter and slanderous gossip engender poverty. As is written, Exodus 4.19, All the men have died, and this is poverty. Nedarim 64b. Also concerning pride, it is taught, Poverty is a sign of a haughty spirit. Kiddushin 49b. But by giving charity, a person becomes wealthy. As the sages taught, Though they were united, and likewise many, even so, they are over and gone. I have afflicted you, but I will afflict you no more. Nahum one twelve. He is never again made to experience the markings of poverty. Gittin 7b. And this is, when dawn broke, he was saved from wild beasts and bandits. The break of dawn is an allusion to charity, as is written, Isaiah 58, 7-8, When you see the naked, and you clothe them, then your light shall burst forth like the dawn. We find then that through charity one is saved from the vices that stem from the two yesodot, animal and human, corresponding to wild beasts and bandits. The third step is when one makes a spoken confession in a Torah scholar's presence. Through this, the Talmud Kakam guides him on a proper path in line with the root of his soul. This is when he came to a crossroads. and the sages comment, it is a Talmud Kakam and the day of death. This is the step of spoken confession before a Talmud Kakam. The day of death is an allusion to confession. As the sages taught, all those about to be put to death confess. Sanhedrin 43b. This is called Parashat uh, Derakim, a crossroads, because the Torah scholar Maprish Lo Derek defines his path in line with the root of his soul. Then he was saved from all of them, because before he confessed, even though he was close to the Torah scholar, and had given him money, he still does not know which path he was on. For a path may seem right to a man, but its end leads to death. Proverbs 14.12 But when he comes to a crossroads, which is a Talmud Kakam, and the day of death, i.e. spoken confession before a Talmud Kakam, then he was saved from all of them. 9. This applies each time you come to a Torah scholar. You should tell him all the conundrums in your heart. The Talmud Kakam is an aspect of Moshe, who is an aspect of Ayin, as is written, Wisdom comes from Ayin, and in this way you become encompassed in Ein Sof, Infinite One. This is the concept of Zarka. It is thrown back to the place from which it was taken. Tikkuni Zohar number 21. This is returning Malkut to Ein Sof, 
which is the will and all the wills. For Malkut corresponds to the letters of speech. With the will of God clothed in each and every letter, it was God's will that one letter have such and such shape, and another letter have a different shape. We find then that God's wills, i.e., the forms of the letters, serve to reveal his Malkut. And all these wills, the forms, stem from the will of Ein Sof, which has no form at all. And all the objects and material existence in the world originate from the letters, i.e. from Malkut. This is because material existence is a consequence of Malkut, of the Holy One's desire that his Malkut be revealed in the world. Through this, he created the world ex nihilo, all the wills, the forms, and all material existence corresponding to Malkut receive their vitality from the will of Ein Sof, as is taught Megillah 31a, in every place that you find the greatness of the Holy One, i.e., his Malkut wills, there you find his humility, i.e., the will of Ein Sof. And this is an aspect of stripping oneself of corporeality, for when a person wants to be Encompassed in the will of Ein Sof, he must negate his material being. This is what is written in the Zohar 288b, that Moshe passed away on Shabbat at the time of Minka. For that is when Ra'ava de Ra'aven, while a will of wills, is revealed. This is the will of Ein Sof, from who all wills, and all material existence received their vitality. This was because Moshe had totally negated his material being, as is written, after all, Nachnu Ma, what are we? Exodus sixteen seven. So Moshe, the servant of God, died there, in the land of Moab, by the kiss of God, God buried him in the valley in the land of Moab opposite Beit Peor. No man knows his burial place to this day. Deuteronomy 34, 5-7 This is the meaning of God buried him in the valley. It alludes to Ein Sof. As is written, Isaiah 44, Every valley shall be elevated. In the land of Moab, this alludes to Malkut, for King David descended from Moab. Moshe ascended into Ein Sof, into Will of Wills, the aspect of Rava de Raven. This corresponds to the will of Ein Sof, which is clothed in the wills, forms of the letters, the aspect of Malkut. As explained, in every place that you find his greatness, i.e. Malkut, the aspect of will, there you find his humility, i.e., the will of Ein Sof. This is opposite Beit Peor. As the sages taught, why was the idol called Peor? Because it opens its mouth wide. For when one blemishes Malkut, Peor then has the power to open its mouth wide with negative letter combinations. But Moshe rectified the aspect of Malkut, and as a result, Peor could not open its mouth wide. Sota 14a. 
This is no man knows his burial place. Even Moshe did not know. I bid, for he was negated in Ain Sof. All this at his death. However, also during his lifetime, Moshe certainly stripped away all corporeality and attached himself to the light of Ain Sof. But then this stripping was an aspect of the living creatures, ran and returned. Ezekiel one fourteen. This is because the Holy One desires our service, as is written, Yom Kippur Liturgy, You desire praise from mounds of dust, from lumps of clay. Therefore it is imperative not to remain in this state of negation, until such a time that the Holy One Himself comes and takes one's soul. This is why we see that now and then a person becomes inspired while praying and he recites several words with tremendous fervor. This is due to God's compassion for him. The light of Ain Sof has been opened to him and shines for him. When a person sees his radiance, and even though he might not see, his mazel sees, Megillah 3a, his soul is instantly ignited in great devotion so that he attaches himself to the light of Ain Sof. And to the degree that Ain Sof is revealed, commensurate with the number of words that have been opened and begun to radiate. He recites all these words with great devotion, with a surrender to self, of self, with a negation of all his senses. Then during the time he is negated in Ain Sof, he is in a state of, and no man knows so that he himself is unaware of his own existence. But this must be in the aspect of running and returning, in order to preserve his soul within him. We find then that when he is in a state of returning, he must also disclose this perception to his da'at. For at the beginning, at the time of devotion, his da'at was nullified, as in, and no man knows. But when he is in a state of returning, returning to his material being, then he also returns to his da'at. And when he returns to his da'at, he knows the oneness and beneficence of Ein Sof. Then there is no difference between Hashem and Elohim, between the divine attribute of judgment and the divine attribute of compassion. For a change of will is not applicable to Ain Sof, heaven forbid. Changes only occur in the changing of the forms. Nevertheless, by virtue of a person's attachment to Ain Sof, where there is no change of will, for there the will is uniform. Afterwards, an imprint of this oneness remains within him. Then later, when he is in a state of returning, this imprint illuminates his da'at, so that he knows that all is good and all is one. This is what Moshe said to his generation, and has been clearly demonstrated to your da'at that Hashem, God, is Elohim, Lord. Deuteronomy 4.35 For Moshe corresponds to da'at as is known. Thus it was fitting for his generation who were attached to him to have da'at, i.e. to illuminate the da'at with an awareness of Ein Sof, Ra'ava de Raven, the aspect of 
Hashem is the Elohim. 10. This is the explanation. Rabbi Bar Khanna recounted, One time we were traveling on a Safina ship, and we saw this Kavra in whose nostrils was sitting a Amodiator. The Kavra died, and the water tossed it about and cast it ashore. It destroyed 60 cities. 60 cities then ate from it. 60 cities salted its flesh. And from one eyeball, they filled three mea, hundred kegs of, with oil. When we returned after 12 months' time, we saw them sawing planks from its bones with which to rebuild those cities. Bhava Bhatra 73b. Rashbam. Kavra, a fish, a muddiator, a small parasitic worm in whose nostrils the worm entered the nostrils of the fish. The water tossed it about, the water tossed it about and threw it on dry land, it being the nature of the sea, not to tolerate any dead thing. It destroyed sixty cities. The water threw the fish onto sixty cities and it devastated them all. That's how immense it was. Sixty cities then ate from it, while it was still fresh. Sixty cities salted its flesh. Different cities from afar salted its meat and carried it back home. From one eyeball, from its eyeball, they took three hundred kegs of oil, them sawing to rebuild from the bones of the fish those cities which it had leveled. The explanation is, Safina, this connotes importance corresponding to Malkut. Rabadar Barakana used this, used his intellect to investigate the status of Malkut and the means by which the Jewish people could elevate it. We saw this Kavra. The Jewish people are called fish, as in Genesis 48.16. May they increase in the land like fish. In whose nostrils was sitting a mediator. This corresponds to the prayers of the Jewish people, as is written in Isaiah 48, 9. From my praise, ektom, I will restrain my anger from you. A worm and impurity have become intermingled in his prayer and divine service. It disturbed him and through his, it disturbed him, and this Jew could not perform his divine service properly. What did this person do? He executed the three steps mentioned above. These are attaching himself to the Zadik, donating charity, and spoken confession. And this is the explanation. A fish died, and the water tossed it about and cast it ashore. The three steps are mentioned from top to bottom, it died. This is the step of spoken confession, as is said, all those about to be put to death confess. The water tossed it about. This is charity, as is written, cast your bread upon the waters, Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, and happy are you that sow besides all water. Isaiah 32.20 and cast it ashore. 
Zadik is called a shore, which has the con- connotation of fence, because he fences the breaches of Israel. This is, and cast it ashore. He gave charity to the Zadik he had gotten it close he had gotten close to and because of these three steps it destroyed 60 cities that is through death which is spoken confession he elevated malkut from among the nations and the sadiq taught him the proper path i will destroy mountains and hills i will lead the blind by a road they did not know isaiah 42:15 and 16 as is written in the Haftarah of Breshit, I will destroy mountains and hills. This alludes to the destruction of the rule of the nations. And afterwards, I will lead the blind by a path they did not know. This corresponds to the Zadi guiding him along the proper path. This is the aspect of a crossroad. And 60 cities alludes to the ascent of Malkut, as it is written, Song of Songs 6.8, there are 60 uh, Melachot, queens. 60 cities, then ate from it. This alludes to the two vices that stem from the animal and human life forms, which, as mentioned, lead to poverty. But by giving charity, they are rectified and abundance is drawn into the world. This is, then ate from it. And sixty cities alludes to the aspect of sixty men of strength. Song of Songs three seven, livelihood stems from there, as is taught. Strong reigns. Barakot thirty three a, sixty cities salted its flesh. This alludes to the rectification of the two vices that stem from the mineral and vegetable life forms. This is accomplished by means of drawing close to the Zedekim. Because the Zadik is a covenant of salt forever. Numbers 18.19 Both melancholy and evil passions come from the putrid blood, whereas salt expels the bad blood. And 60 cities allude to the 60 letters of the Burkhat Kohanim, priestly blessings, which are in the hands of the Zadik, as is written, Proverbs 10.6, blessings are upon the head of the Zadik. And from one eyeball they filled three me'ah, hundred kegs with oil. The kegs with oil correspond to da'at because holy anointing oil, Exodus 30.31, is the aspect of intellect. Now, three me'ah alludes to Moshe. This is the concept of the Zadik contracting himself in the aspect of ma. He must make himself insignificant in three attributes, wisdom, strength, and wealth. As is written, Jeremiah 9.22, Let not the wise man, the strong man, the rich man exult. We find then that in each of these three steps he becomes Ma. In this way he is able to strip himself of corporeality and adhere to the light of Ein Sof, where there is no change of will whatsoever. Rather, Hashem is the Elohim, i.e. entirely who is good and beneficent. This is the aspect of one eyeball, as is brought in the Idra Zohar 3, 137b. In the time to come, there will be the one eye of compassion. This corresponds to 
entirely who is good and beneficent. We find then that when the Zadig makes himself Ma, he attaches himself to the one eye of compassion, to Ain Sof, and afterwards, when he returns, in an aspect of running and returning, he draws from the light of Ain Sof, the oneness and the uniform will by way of his Ma. Ma is thus transformed into Mea. As is taught, do not read Ma, but rather Mea, Menachot 43b. 300 is made from the three Ma, and he draws this light to his Da'at and intellect. This is kegs with oil, which is intellect as explained. This is the meaning of, and has been clearly demonstrated to your Da'at, Deuteronomy 4.35. He draws the light of Ein Sof to his Da'at so that he might know the oneness. Hashem is the Elohim. He then makes the blessing who is good and beneficent over everything as it will be in the future. When we returned after 12 months' time, we saw them sawing planks from its bones with which to rebuild those cities. Behind holiness, holiness being the 12 tribes through whom Malkut is rectified, is impurity. Now there are people who move outside the realm of holiness. This is what the Tana recounted. He returned to inquire about those who are after 12 months' time, those who are behind the 12 tribes of holiness. They move outside the Jewish community as a result of their evil deeds. We saw them sawing from its bones, that is, in consequence of their evil deeds, which were etched upon their bones with the etching crossing over from side to side exactly like a saw mark. But because of the Jew mentioned above, who was moved to repentance by the small worm in his nostrils, because his prayer had been disturbed by a small impurity, they can be saved. By means of his repentance, he causes also these evildoers to be transformed into an abode for holiness, with which to rebuild those cities. These evildoers also help those serving God in rebuilding the above-mentioned cities. 11. This is the explanation of the opening verse. Anoki Adonai Eloheka, I am God your Lord, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim, Egypt, from the house of slavery. Anoki Adonai Eloheka, whether it be Hashem or Eloheka, understand that all this is Anoki, I. That is, one should fulfill. When he is Hashem, I will praise his word. When he is Elohim, I will praise his word, i.e. entirely, who is good and beneficent, as above, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim, Egypt. The Midrash, Bereshit Rabbah 16.4 states, all exiles are known as Mitzrayim because they Mitzrayim cause anguish and suffering to the Jewish people. But when Malkut of holiness ascends from among them, there is no exile from the house of slavery. This alludes to the nullification of the vices that stem from the four Yesudot, which are called slaves. For all four Yesudot are beneath the celestial band of the moon, and the moon is called slave. 
as brought in the Zohar 1.181a. Behold, my slave will become wise, Isaiah 52.13. This refers to the moon. This means that with the help of the Zadik, Malkut ascends from the nations and the vices are nullified. Through this, a person achieves an awareness that is an aspect of the world to come, corresponding to when he is Hashem, I will praise his word. When he is Elohim, I will praise his word. End of Lesson 4